again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's the former five-time All-Star Adam Jones back in the U.S. at an undisclosed location. I'm back in Baltimore at an undisclosed location. Today on episode 37, we're going to be joined by big-time collector Billy Manzo straight out of California via New York. We'll talk to him about the collectibles industry as we head towards the all-star break. What's the big next big ticket item out there? And some of his Baltimore connections, he and Adam have a history. We'll hear all about that. Speaking of history, Adam's been to the all-star game, as I mentioned. We'll get his thoughts on the Midsummer Classic. He's going to participate this year. No, he wasn't elected by the fans or by any of the teams, but he is going as a softball player. So we'll get into Adam playing in the Midsummer Classic Celebrity Softball game. He's got his mitt with him and even found a softball. We'll find out how active he's been playing that sport. And we'll also talk about returning to Seattle, where his major league career once began, and the fact that Seattle now is hosting the All-Star game for the second time in the last 30 years or ever since the Orioles last hosted an All-Star game I was fortunate to be at back in 1993 and why it's been 30 years in between and going all-star games at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. But first, we bring in our aforementioned guest. He is Billy Manzo, big-time collector, friend of the podcast, joining us here. And Billy, first of all, <laughs> thanks for taking the time and being here. We, we bumped a lot of people to have you on because we know your time is very valuable. I want to start by asking you, first of all, how do you and Adam know each other, and how did you get into collecting? Or are those two intertwined? Oh, man. We got enough time, Jerry. It's a long story. All right. Give us the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> nah, so uh, I grew up in New York and uh, grew up a Yankees fan. And I decided one day I was going with my father to a game, and I had never caught a major league ball. Never in my life had I caught a, a ball at a major league game. And uh, the Orioles were in town. So my father had went to the hat store, bought me an Orioles hat, and I believe it was Robinson Cano. This was about 2000, early 2010s. Robinson Cano flies out, and Adam Jones makes the, the catch for the third out, throws me a ball uh, at the end of the inning, and pretty much the rest was history. I said, you know what? This guy's my favorite player of all time. First ball I had ever gotten at a major league game. And uh, for the next two, three years, every time Baltimore would come to New York, I would always go down towards the dugout, cheer on the team. And I guess Adam, over time, recognized me at the games and handed me a, uh, a game-used bat on top of the dugout, handed me a game-used bat and said that this was a gift from him and the guys for always, like, rooting for them when they were uh, in New York on the road. Was that the beginning of your collection? It was I, I was collecting uh, trading cards at the time, but for memorabilia, that was probably my first and coolest piece I ever owned. Well, you have to start at the bottom and work your way. It up. was it was very cool. It was very surreal for me. I had never experienced anything like that. And long story short, I had just gotten to college. This was around 2015, a few years after uh, he had given me all the bats and blah blah blah. Uh, I took all the money I had, which wasn't much. I donated it uh, in Adam's name to the Boys and Girls Club of Baltimore and San Diego. And I sent him on social media a, uh, a screenshot of me doing that. And he reached out and said that he had uh, never seen anybody, you know, as young as me even think about giving 
back to his community like that. And it, I guess it meant a lot to him. And we started talking then and it's been almost 10 years now. I've, uh, I've been talking to Adam. It's been uh, pretty cool for me. Tell the truth. Mm -hmm. You're a thorn in my ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll say that too, but no, no, we've, uh, we, we've had our moments. It's, it's been you're, really you're cool. You're a good dude, man. You've always, you, you love the game. That's the best part about you. You genuinely love the game. You love players. You, we talk, we talk so much beyond just like, okay, a trading card. We talk about the game. We talk about strategy. You still think you can get some people out. We talk about all those kind of things, the fantasy. Um, but obviously with the all-star game coming up, memorabilia is, obviously we talk about time skyrockets, takes a dip and do all this other stuff. All-star game memorabilia. Where does that really rank up in terms of current value for, I guess, you know, like a trout who's been there 10 times mm -hmm. versus you no know, Tani. This is fifth, but is this his last in that uniform? So, uh, when you're talking about the all-star game, obviously it's, it's a great honor to play in the all-star game. A lot of guys, don't get to experience it, let alone multiple times. Uh, you know, obviously you're very lucky to play in it, you know, a few times. Uh, the memorabilia is definitely harder to come by. And, uh, you know, most guys, when they play in the all-star game, they keep that stuff. You know, that stuff doesn't make it to auction houses. It doesn't make it, you know, in a private collector's hands. Typically the all-star stuff, like Adam will tell you, he has all of his jerseys. He wore in the All-Star games. Uh, he has sign balls from the rosters. Those are worth they're, – they're worth money, and it's it's stuff that I'm sure if it hits auction blocks would do very well. Um, and talking about, you know, game-use jerseys, I'm sure, you know, some of the <laughs> Otani signed – Otani signed jerseys from the All-Star game that he didn't even wear in the All-Star game. Uh, I remember in Colorado back in Denver, uh, some of those jerseys signed – you couldn't even go to the team store and buy them. Uh, they were sold out. You could you could go to the team store in Colorado during the All-Star game. You couldn't even buy Otani jerseys. They were sold out by the time you got in the store. And people were flipping them for thousands of dollars. Unsigned jerseys. Signed so ones. Would, it be, would it be smart for me since I got the access? So it would be smart. Like, hey, Otani, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, let me get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't Let think you that. need a couple hours from it, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, there's definitely better. some there's definitely some money to be made. I remember uh, his signed jerseys that he didn't even wear in the game were going for about twenty, thirty thousand dollars. What's the value? But I got one. Um, I got a, it's a one one signed Team Samurai jersey, Otani. What is that value? <sighs> well, okay. it's 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 not something he wore, is it? it is. It is. Oh, game use Otani jerseys. You're talking unsigned thirty to fifty thousand dollars. Easy. Wow. Easy. That, that's if you the, go that's to the current players out there, what is the big ticket item out there in terms of uh, something maybe that you're looking for that is very valuable that everyone's seeking that maybe will go for a record price coming up because it seems like records are being set on a weekly, if not monthly, basis these days, Billy. I mean, right now, you know, Adam brings up the best guy, Otani. Otani is like the the hottest guy when it comes to memorabilia right now. His stuff has, in the past six weeks, has doubled, if not tripled in value. Uh, people are paying crazy out the wazoo for his stuff. And anybody who's lucky enough, it is very hard to find Shohei Otani game you stuff. It does not hit the auction market very often at all. 
And I'm assuming now that game use sign memorabilia, especially jerseys, are probably fetching forty to sixty thousand dollars, if not more. We have lots more ahead with collector Billy Manzo here on the Adam Jones podcast, but we got to tell you about a big time event coming right here to Baltimore. Adam and I doing a live podcast. Here's more of the details on that and a word from our dedicated sponsors. The Adam Jones Podcast with Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman will be live, and you can be part of the audience and meet Adam for the first time since he played for the O's. It all goes down on Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7, and tickets are limited, but now on sale. Go to BaltimoreSoundstage.com or Ticketmaster.com or call 410-244-0057 to be a part of the action. This will be the first time Adam and Jerry have done the podcast in the same spot, and who knows, maybe the last. So don't miss this unique night. The Adam Jones Podcast, live at Soundstage, July 27th. See you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? Hey, you hungry? Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. We've got more with big time collector Billy Manzo as we continue our conversation right here on the Adam Jones Podcast. About the biggest names in the game, what about the this this surge of just absolute stud prospects. Obviously, we had Jackson Holiday on mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know, number one prospect in baseball, Ellie De La Cruz, and you know, you you know the, a lot of the younger names. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that market going for? And the anticipation. So you bring up you bring up a good point in Ellie De La Cruz, who obviously just hit his first home run a few weeks ago. And there was a huge debate over the home run ball. He hit his first home mm-hmm. run. And we talked about that we here talked on about the podcast, that. whether or not you would give it back or keep it for a King's ransom. So it's, it's one of those items, obviously it's one of a kind and it's only worth as much as the highest bidder is willing to pay for it. 
so you never know. That could be a ball worth 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. Depends how, how high someone wants to go on it. But something like that is the ceiling on it is incredible with these young guys, these prospects, you never know. They could be a one year wonder. They could go on to have hall of fame careers. It's actually the younger guys whose memorabilia most people tend to lean towards buying just because of the ceiling. Like everybody knows Mike Trout's going to be a hall of famer. Mike Trout's going to be a hall of famer. People are paying as if Mike Trout's already going to be a hall of famer for his items. That's like, uh, for example, a few years ago, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter wasn't in the Hall of Fame yet, but everybody knew Derek Jeter was going to be a Hall of Famer. Unanimous or not, everybody knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer. So people were paying Hall of Fame prices for his memorabilia. With these young guys, it's a little bit tougher because you never know who's only going to last a year, two years. This is You're investing in somebody's future when you're buying their memorabilia. So the ceiling is it's it's limitless. We heard Adam mention some of his collectibles. Is there an athlete, you deal with a lot of them out there, Billy, mm -hmm. that you know of, whether it be baseball, basketball, whatever sport, that has a massive collection they're holding on to? Oh, yeah. There, there are some guys who've got some. Uh, speaking of Mr. Jones, Adam's probably one of the best collections I've ever seen because Adam was very adamant about collecting stuff when he was uh, when he was playing between He's the no cleats jumping. and the jerseys. But uh, – I know uh, another buddy of mine, Mike Trout, has a very cool collection when it comes to memorabilia, trading cards. He's got jerseys, cleats, very cool cards. He's got a lot of great stuff. And I'm sure there's plenty of other guys who collect stuff. You know, it's guys want to collect stuff of people they played against, people they yeah. played against because it's stuff they can pass down to their kids and tell stories like, this is how I knew this guy, this is how I knew this guy, and this is why he was so important to the game. Is there real quickly? Is it? I wanted to ask Adam. Is there a piece of memorabilia that maybe just fell into your hands that maybe you didn't anticipate would be of value? You know, we, we we've heard about players picking up jerseys off a locker room floor and they being valuable one of these days in the future. Mm -hmm. Is there something maybe you found that you didn't realize at that moment it was valuable that turned into a keepsake that went for a high price or still is very valuable? I would say Adam's bat, but it ain't worth nothing now. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I can get a few bucks for that, but this right uh, here, man, this is worth something. Okay, this is worth appraise that. It's worth it's worth more than the the paper it's printed on. I'll tell you that. Forty three bucks. <laughs> really? For That's what your that's your guess. I got no idea, man. And somebody pay some. Adam is holding up his uh, rookie card, I believe, right there. Uh, a very a rookie card, man. Rookie card. Oh no, no, rookie no, just a signed card. Signed card. You know what I mean? Uh, you're looking at about probably ten, fifteen bucks. I won't lie to you. About ten, fifteen hey, bucks. I got a play. I got a lot of them. I take. That's the one thing I'll say about Adam was Adam was very good about signing for the fans. Yep. When he played, he, he was charged very good about signing bucks. for the fans, which kind of hurt his market, but it. Uh, you know, people want collectibles, and Adam was was giving them out like you know they were in style. So it's okay. Hey, I'd rather you. I'd rather you call me one time, and I just get it done, than you call me ten times for the same exact thing. Yeah, I mean that brings up a good story. One of the first times uh, I had met Adam after that whole experience with the bat, I had shown up to the stadium with some cards, and I was barking at him. Mind you, I was I don't know fifteen, sixteen years old. I was barking at this guy for signatures. And Adam very politely told me to shut my mouth. So Yeah, I'm sure he didn't <laughs> say it that way either. Oh, we yeah. talked about this yeah. in the past 
I mean, it, there was a point when you were a kid getting these autographs. Now are you pushing kids out of the way to get that ball autograph? Oh, am I pushing kids out of the way? No, but we see that quite a bit. I know that annoys Adam. It annoys me. Big time. Of course. No, I've I've seen Adam many times with uh, interacting with fans. I've seen it a lot with adults and, you know, a lot of adults pushing their own children to get autographs just for the sake of flipping them online. Um, it, uh, it was definitely a problem. It still is a problem. It happens a lot. It happens yeah, I want to ask you this. We were, we talked about the other day about um, – when fan when teams do giveaways and mm -hmm. the, the Otani Trout giveaway was the other night, the Hawaiian shirt with the Orioles was given and various ones. I always say give it during the middle of the week so you can draw a bigger fan. The weekend fans are going to come no matter what. Um, what. What goes on behind the scenes, really, when you're trying to get one of these figurines? So I I'm known for showing up. I get to the ballpark ballpark very early. I like to go to batting practice. Uh, so usually by the time I get to the stadium, I'm usually the first in line for the giveaway anyway, so I always get mine. But just watching right before game time, the fans coming in for the bobbleheads, it was it was outrageous the other night when I was at Angel Stadium for the Otani Trout bobblehead. Uh, people were screaming. People were clawing at each other just to grab these bobbleheads. The, uh, the ticket attendants at the gates had to, like, hold them back, hold the fans back, hold the bobbleheads back. There were fans jumping the ropes to where they were keeping the bobbleheads and literally grabbing whole boxes of them, like dozens of them, and just running off with them. People were shoving and pushing each other. And I swear to God, I saw one guy walk in and they told him they had no more bobbleheads. He started screaming all these profanities and started punching walls in the stadium. It's like, are you there for the game or the bobblehead? Oh, they're there for the bobblehead. 100% there for the bobblehead. I've been to a dozen Angels games this season. That was the biggest crowd I've seen. And Otani wasn't even pitching. And that's usually when they draw when they draw crowds. Yeah, and ju just for a bobblehead. And, and it's funny because you see people walking in with none of them all disappointed and then you see people walking around with about half a dozen of them. i'm like man how are you not getting jumped in the stadium for one of your bobbleheads right now people want one that bad so okay for, so fans who catch balls memorabilia get things signed by players at like in a batting practice before games what's the best route and uh, the best route i should say to get the authentication of it and to make sure that you know that you just don't have a story like, hey, I got this signed by this player. Well, when it comes to when it comes to home run balls, foul balls, it is very tough to authenticate them because, you know, the authenticators sit in the dugout. Uh, Major League Baseball has authenticators who sit in the dugout who put, you know, stickers on each item uh, with holograms so you can look up when the item was used, who used it, and it just gives you that uh, authenticity of the item. It is very hard to prove that you have a foul ball or a home run from a specific player without that. And honestly, if it's not a milestone type of item that goes into the stands, you're never going to get that authenticity on it anyway. Uh, so it's basically word of mouth and believing the person who caught it that it's this ball from this hitter, whatever. So most balls that go into the stands aren't worth much. They're worth as much as a baseball is. Talking with uh, big-time collector Billy Manzo here on the Adam Jones podcast. Uh, we talked about, you know, players and how they interact with fans. But what about the reputation of some of these memorabilia dealers out there? Some of them do have shady reputations. How much has the industry been cleaned up over the years from what you've witnessed? Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's always out there looking to make a quick buck. We're in a world where, uh, 
you know, there's a lot of shady things that go on out there. A lot of people are always looking to make a quick buck. Uh, in today's world, I'll say, though, especially in the memorabilia world, there is a lot more proof, a lot more authenticity. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great, you know, companies out there that are willing to, you know, put their name on specific signatures and items claiming that it's authentic. And the authentication process today is a lot better than I imagined 20, 30 years ago. So there's, you know, there's paperwork for everything now. You can get anything authenticated. Uh, it's very easy thing to do. So it's very hard to hide the fact that something is, you know, real or fake. Outside of baseball, what else is big in the collectibles world? Uh, you know, that show King of Collectibles was recently on Netflix. Mm -hmm. They uh, highlighted Apple computers, Pokemon cards, all sorts of things. I don't know if they're more valuable than baseball or sports memorabilia, but there seems to be an interest out there, Billy. I mean, everything is worth something to somebody. That's the easiest way I could put that. You know, everybody's heard the saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Everything has value. Um, people collect what they like. I collect sports cards. A lot of people think that's weird, but I do, you know, uh, some people, like you said, collect Apple computers and are willing to pay a lot of money for them. I don't see the point in it, but you know, there's a collector out there for everything. There really is a collector out there for everything. I know people who would collect Adam's chewed gum. I know people who would collect, you know, Adam's pants, but you know, everybody's got their, everybody's got, everybody's pants. got their collection. We were, we, were, so. we were at my house and I was signing pants. I'm like, you. What, what are you gonna wear these? Like, what, what are you gonna do? But before we let you go, I just want to tell you, I appreciate one of the coolest things you've ever given me mm -hmm. is the was it the home run base when I yep. hit home run Mariano Rivera. He signed the base. I think it was second base. Yeah, I believe it was second base. Was second base. So that's like one of the coolest things that uh, that I was able to get from fans' perspective. Because again, I can get things from um, different players. It's easy to get that. It's asking for an autograph. That's mm -hmm. always really easy. But for a fan to give you something that like dope for Mariano Rivera, that was that's pretty cool. So so much for that for adding to my collection. Of course, yeah, yeah. I know it's you know obviously as a player you get a lot of gifts and you know fans want to give you a lot of things. But I know that one was uh, a memorable one. So sure, I'm glad you enjoyed that one. Billy, appreciate you coming on. I know you're going to be spending some time with Adam at the All-Star Game. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a few moments. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't hold back if you got any interesting stories after that All-Star experience with Adam. We want to hear those, and we'll just keep them between ourselves. before. We yeah, we will. We'll, 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 we'll have some good ones. All right. Be well, and thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah, guys. It. Appreciate it. All right. Billy Manzo joining us. And you guys have quite a history, so all it took – was for him to catch a foul b a ball from you in the stands and uh, make a donation and be a good guy and pester you. And that's sort of the way you and I came together without the donation. I never made the donation. I mean, it's, it's, those are simple things. But he had he's a kid with a good heart and loves the game of baseball. You know, and obviously, you like me, Machado, he supported in, in Scope. But not even just, you know, in Baltimore, when Scope and Manny got traded, when I went to Arizona, you know, going to Japan, he bought jerseys for all of us. Like, he goes and still supports us three uh, more than, I think, other guys because we were, we were his guys for Baltimore. Obviously, still a Yankee fan, but he's an overall fan of the game. So, I just appreciated the fact that he was persistent, and but but wanted to get better and wanted to learn the game and wanted to be around it. He, did, he wasn't a guy who was trying to take advantage of, of his opportunities. He's just a guy who – just wanted to be around the game and hang out with the guys. So I always brought him around. So it's going to be fun with him in Seattle. I'm going to tell him 
don't don't try to get everything time now to venture beyond baltimore as we move along here on the podcast and adam you're moving along out west to seattle somehow you were invited to participate in the all-star celebrity softball game how did you get that invite who'd you have to coax or was just being a former mariner enough and how did this all come together seriously because it's going to be very cool to see you you know, I pulled a, I pulled some strings to get it. I was like, you know, uh, um, I started my career there. Uh, I think it'd be a cool thing to do. Have some fun. I'm gonna be there no matter no matter what. Anyway, so let's just have some fun. So now I'm out here in the Hamptons trying to get Reggie and the family to help me work on my softball swing. I'm, I should be playing short third when I filled out the uh, positions and stuff. I said short third, center field. Maybe center field is too ambitious, but uh, no, it's gonna be fun. I've seen it. Uh, many times as an all-star and uh, as a fan and it's just a good time getting around other uh, other athletes and other people celebrities chefs and just just very cool people so why not you know what I mean yeah we'll talk about some of the other celebrities that are going to be there some I've never heard of so I don't know if they're celebrities I'm gonna make sure that I try to get you know everything on the IG live and all that kind of stuff and you know try to get some of them people on the podcast you never know who is really cool and worldwide that might be uh it might spark the interest well, I expect you to do some networking for the Adam oh, Jones podcast oh. while in Seattle. But again, how much softball have you really been playing? When was the last time you actually played competitive softball? The last swing I took was the home run I hit in Japan. That is the last <laughs> swing with a baseball bat, okay? Playing oh, period. Bat, period. Playing around or anything. I ain't picked up a bat since. It's all been golf, paddle, and uh, so – I'm excited to do it. Reggie's going to throw me some BP here today out here. We got a beautiful spread out here in the Hamptons. So uh, going to see if I can launch some. And I'm really going to try to hit the ball over the big, the big fence, not the little makeshift one they put. I'm trying to go bridge, big boy, and I'm trying to dive and make a catch. And then I'm trying to get in the ice tubs afterwards because I miss it. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass yourself, that's for sure. True, I don't. Major I don't. And Jenny Finch, I know she's going to probably throw something like uh, – because she, it's part of her. To the first pitch, just like gas the guy up. I'm gonna take it. I ain't gonna swing. Be stupid. I swing and be all miss and like, nah. Or I might just swing and launch it. So we shall see. Mm, yeah, I see a do. hospital visit or maybe a lot of Tylenol in your future. <laughs> Shit. Ice bath, something. I'm gonna be sitting there. Hey man, it's gonna be tough physically, but uh, it's fun. Why not? Go have some fun. Well, you, Mike Cameron, uh, King Felix will be there, yeah. Brett Boone. I see uh, The Miz will be there, uh, a bunch of people I've never heard of as well, but you'll do some networking. And just going back to Seattle has to be kind of cool to be able to play on that field again. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously that uh, was my first home field, um, and I was telling my kids there I hit a big home run back in 07 off Allen Embry, a uh, pinch hit home run, and I'm 21 years old and, like, pinch hitting for a guy with more service time and – just like it had really good memories. And then, obviously, playing against them so many times and just beating their ass. Ooh, they shouldn't have traded me. But, no, I mean, obviously, that's uh, deeper, I mean, crazier out of the box. But, uh, no, it was just – it was always a great place. And it was really, to be honest with you, it was my favorite center field to play on the road because it was cool weather all the time. And it was an easy center field. It was just a round center field that played deep. It played big. So I could play shallow. And if you hit it over my head, you're going to have to hit it out the ballpark. And I still t- believe to this day, one of my best catches, it is uh, it's against Miguel Olivo. Brian Mattis is pitching. I go over and make the over-the-shoulder catch. And Gary Thorne is like, hey! And makes the catch! Oh, what a catch! Where's Willie? 
something with Willie Mays and all that kind of stuff. And the best part is that my cousins and brothers, they always did a, we always did a boys trip to Seattle because that's, I don't know, we just always did that up there. And my cousin is sitting, standing right there as I make the catch. And then I come down, I catch the ball. You can see me look into the stands. I look at him. He was like, what? Boy, you just did that. And I looked at him. I was like, you damn right I did that. That catch was phenomenal. Yeah. I've seen it all over social media. And for those watching on YouTube, you'll get a chance to see it as well. We always encourage you to watch the podcast and not just listen. Now, about going to the All-Star Game, you've been to five of them. Uh, the Orioles sending four, quite an honor. And uh, what's it like first time you go out there? You a little nervous walking through that clubhouse? Well, I think in today's era, it is completely different. Um you know, it's because it's so many new all-stars. So it's a lot of young all-stars. Then you obviously throw in the vets of, of the Trouts and the Goldschmidt's, Arenados. You throw in the vets of guys like that. But now, when I was there, I had Derek Jeter, uh, Posada, Mariano, Papelbon, Poppy, A-Rod, you know what I mean? You, you see the you see. You were just walking into the Yankees or Red Sox locker room. No, Ichiro, oh. uh, Vladdy Guerrero. You hear what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. it's a different. These guys with eight, nine consecutive All Star games. It's it's a little different now. So it's like you know these guys come up together and they're buddy buddies outside of the game. So it's like when they make it, it's like a it's like a you know a brotherhood. Back then, the All Star games, them dudes still didn't really like each other. Like you know what I mean? Like, we in the same clubhouse, okay, respect, you know what I mean? But, hey, but uh, I got to take ground balls with Derek Jeter. I got to shag with Mariano Rivera. Obviously, you know, everybody knows he's notorious for shagging. Um, but the one thing I took into all this is you have to sit in your locker and just stare at the room. You have to. You have to. You have to. And my first year, Obama came to St. Louis. And so, I mean, obviously, I couldn't get up anyway. I ain't getting, I ain't getting the tackle. But I sat in that room as he talked, and I just looked, uh, just just panned the room, just back and forth, like, yeah, I belong here. You damn right, I belong here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's what Hayes, Rushman, Cano, and Bautista need to do: sit there and just, 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 just look around the room. Because again, you're around the game's best. It is a it is a pleasure and a treat to go to the All Star game. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it lightly. There's a lot of people that got to the All-Star game early in their career and never made it back. There's a lot of guys with one All-Star. I was fortunate enough to get five. A blessing. Each one was an absolute blessing. It got more expensive uh, as they went because more and more family wanted to go. First one was just me and my moms and my girlfriend at the time. Then after that, it was Jets. Mom made a jet to come out of here. He's, she got to have a jet to go back. I'm flying across country. I got to call the Orioles. I said, can I use y'all playing? Because y'all playing bigger. I can't, you know what I mean? So, it, it, but it was just an absolute blessing. It's the best inconvenience sports can ever give you is the All-Star game. Talking earlier with memorabilia, I got to ask you, what type of trinkets did you take home? Or as you got to maybe your fourth or fifth, you stopped worrying about that stuff? No, 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 no. So what, what the smart thing to do is you put your jerseys all in the balls out on the table. And me, I was like so young. So I'm like, no, I really want to get these guys to sign it. Jeter. He ain't not nah, he ain't signing because it's just so much to do. These big dudes they ain't they got so much going on. I'm not saying that it's he's mean or not just don't want to do it. It's Derek Jeter in the All-Star game got so much going on. I was there at his last All-Star game in 14. So much going on. Mariano's last All-Star game in 13 in New York. I was there also. Like it, you know, it's just 
so much going on. But I have all my jerseys all signed. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure every single person signed them, but the majority signed them. I have the baseballs from the All Star game when I my home run derby jersey, bats that I use in the game. I got the memorabilia from you know all of them. I got all five of my cleats from the All Star game. All five BP jerseys. All five game jerseys. And, you know, all five batting gloves. So basically I have five uniforms, pants also, all five uniforms of all of my All-Star games. Well, it's unfortunate. The one place you never got to play an All-Star game at was Oreo Park at Camden Yards. I was fortunate mm -hmm. to be at the one and only one back in 1993. Now, 30 years ago, and in those three decades, Pittsburgh, Colorado, Texas, and Cleveland – have each held the Midsummer Classic twice. The Orioles again on a three-decade drought. What gives? We all know the real answer. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on who wants to say it publicly. Yeah, we we all know the real answer. We know the answer. Um, it can't just be an oversight. But it, but it, it can't because even the eleven years I was there, I don't think there was even a conversation of bringing us there. Bringing, bringing the all-star game there. You don't think, like, we was we was a really good team from 12 to 16. It would have been amazing to be able to be able to host it as the center fielder, as, you know, with Machado, with Davis, with, with our core group of guys to be able to host the, the all-star game, put on for the city, bring people in, show like, okay, look, at the city a little rough on some edges, but we got some really good parts too. Um, but, you know, obviously we know the real reason. It just sucks that during that time, you never ever got to uh, got to host, and that's the coolest thing. This is when a player gets to host. And again, um, you know, it'd be like Trout. Trout hasn't hasn't hosted, um, but you know, Julio Rodriguez. I don't think he's an All Star this year, so he's not he's not being able to host it. Like that's the coolest thing is to be the the superstar hosting rather than like okay, your team's hosting the city, you're just but you're just the you know, an all-star, no disrespect, you're an all-star, but you're not the, the focal point also. You're the one representative rather than the uh, the lead. No, there's no doubt you would have been the ambassador had the all-star game taken place in Baltimore while you were playing there. And I would, have had a, I would have had a big gala at the house and all that kind of stuff. You know what I, I mean? Know. And then, you know, they would have just paid me all that stuff. And all of my friends would have did the catering. Had it all planned out. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> what could have been? Baseball. Hey, but you never know. Yeah. You never know. You know some people over there in Manhattan. Right. Talk and, to them, and especially with the with you know hopefully with the improvements that should come to Camden Yards in the next few years, it should entice uh, MLB to be like, okay, look it, they they really improved it. It's still a beautiful uh, ballpark with some improvements, and you know, I mean, it, it, hopefully they uh, they can host it in a couple of years. Long overdue. Yeah. What's not overdue is time to get to our socially speaking segment. It's where we answer a tweet or social media post, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. That's where you can find us at Adam Jones Pod, at Adam Jones Pod. Those who enter and those we select qualify for a Miss Shirley's gift card. And this week, it comes from the gram, as the kids call it, uh, Instagram via JC Dahaday. Hopefully, JC, I got your last name right. JC writes, love the podcast, man. I'm a huge fan not just of the podcast, but of you. I presume he's speaking about you and not me because he for said sure. you did great for the Orioles and the organization and did great things in the community. And for that, I thank you. I haven't done a whole lot in the community. I haven't done too much to help the Orioles win games. So I presume it's about you. You definitely ain't done nothing in the community, man. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, you got I pay my taxes. <laughs> hey, that's huge. You say, yeah. So you say. First step. Uh, yeah, so you say. Um, but no, I appreciate that. I mean, it's, everything is genuine. 
nothing was forced is forced. Um, you know, when I do something, I generally, I genuinely do it. Um, I don't care about the attention, never have. And when it came to the sport, the same, like my job was a, my job was a perform at a job. It's just it's major league baseball. I'm having fun every single day. I, I never really looked at it as a job until like the end of my career when my body said, damn, but you know, the highlights of my career, the, the me playing the best was generally just a, just me out there, big old kid. That's why my smile was always big. You look at Lindor, like he again. He, no matter if you go ups and downs, that's that's the sport. No matter what, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. You're gonna have ups and downs. But you get to play a kids game for a living. Are you kidding me? Like it's crazy how it goes so fast. But it's cool to still be connected to it and you know try and help out these young generation just to prolong their careers as long as possible. Because being able to play 14 years. Is a blessing. These dudes now, I mean, again, the major league average is, uh, I'm sure, two and a half, three years. So to be able to play as long as I did was an absolute blessing. It's just weird being 37 and retired, but awesome at the same time because I sold a fraction of the business of Adam Jones. So now I need I need another business. Well, you're in the business of podcasting. And, JC, <laughs> come on out and see us live July 27th. We want to thank our dedicated, loyal sponsors and remind you about that live performance coming to Baltimore Soundstage later this month. It'll be a one-of-a-kind evening. Let's hear more about it. The Adam Jones Podcast with Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman will be live, and you can be part of the audience and meet Adam for the first time since he played for the O's. It all goes down on Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7, and tickets are limited, but now on sale. Go to BaltimoreSoundstage.com or Ticketmaster.com or call 410-244-0057 to be a part of the action. This will be the first time Adam and Jerry have done the podcast in the same spot, and who knows, maybe the last. So don't miss this unique night. The Adam Jones Podcast, live at Soundstage, July 27th. See you there. By our good friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by... Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? Hey, you hungry? Royal Farms, world famous chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing.
And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out The Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. Thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin for putting this whole mess together and making it look so nice. You want to hear about Chip's baseball career? Take an hour out of your time. He'll tell you all about it. Until next time, be safe, be kind, be real. We're taking a week off. It's our first week off since we started this podcast. Adam's going to be going to the All-Star game. I'm going under the knife to remove some bad skin. Apply that sunscreen, kids. Uh, It's very important. We'll see you next week in two weeks on the Adam Jones Podcast. (laughs) 